today's Thursday, which means we're bringing you Girls at Startup, a weekly series where we spill the tea on how to create a seven-figure side hustle because no one saves their way to wealth. You're joined today by Sim, a seven-figure business owner, and with me is Maya, an entrepreneur in the making. Hello, Maya. Kilda Sim. Have you got some news to share with us about some of the content that you've been creating? I've noticed someone has logged back into her business account. She has. Wellbeing with Maya is back up and running. Tell us more. I like jumped on my stories yesterday and I didn't realize how awkward or how long it would take me to record things again. Like it just took me so so long to like not trip over my words. My phone fell down the couch. <laughs> I had to pick it up. <laughs> And then at that point, I was just like over re-recording everything. So I was like, I'm just going to post it. But no, it's really lovely to be back in a sense and to be connecting with people. It's just really, really, really joyful. See, I wouldn't have even known that you had recorded a few times for that. Like it sounded very natural to me. Thank you. That's good. I'm I'm glad to hear that. And I'm glad that my outtakes were worth something. Yeah. And so just working on creating content, Simran. Did you hear that? Music to my ears. I am so excited. Mm -hmm. I saw like I really like the reel that you did on like how the water was like healing for you and like it was just a beautiful like piece of content and you've just got to do more of that you know you've just got to put more out there thank you thank you I am honestly I'm working on it I'm creating a what is it like a content schedule just like a I just genuinely love connecting with people Mm -hmm. and I love doing those kinds of things and recording them and just sharing the matauranga, the knowledge that I have surrounding haura and well-being. So yeah, I'm, I'm glad to hear that you approve. I approve. I love it. Do more. <laughs> Thank you. I will, I will, I will. You've got to, you have to actually, it's like, it's literally at the start of the episode, we say entrepreneur in the making. And if you stop making content, we're going to have to take that part out. Yeah, we're just going to be like, and here's Maya. And here's Maya and she won't make a reel. Yeah. So, no, no, I want to keep my position here. I'm kidding. (laughs) No, that's incredible. Now, before we get into the episode, we want to thank our season sponsor, Rentap. Paying rent is a hassle, but what if we told you there's an easier and more straightforward way? Meet Rentap, your ultimate rent paying sidekick. No more ATM trips, no more checks, and no more app juggling. RentApp deposits your rent directly into your landlord's account hassle-free. Plus, it's free to you and your landlord doesn't need an account either. But here's the kick. RentApp doesn't just stop at rent. They're all about helping you build a brighter financial future. There's even an option to report rent payments to boost your credit score, making homeownership more achievable. For our GTI listeners, we've got an exclusive deal. Use our referral link rent.app slash GTI for $50 cash back on your first rent payment. Ready to simplify? Check out the referral link in the description or head over to rent.app slash GTI and make rent a breeze.
What are we talking about this week? So this week today, Sim, we receive a lot of messages from people from our wonderful community wanting to connect and suggesting ideas and options for the episodes. And so today we are talking about handling criticism in business. The message was how to ignore the haters (laughs) or take on constructive criticism for new business. We're terrified about the feedback and comments that may be negative from people we know and people we don't oh and I thought this was really interesting because that's a really common theme especially with social media popping up and all of those kinds of things so let's get into it I'm so excited I really like this oh you've got me like pumped cool Okay, so so just how have you dealt with business criticism? And I also want to highlight, I've got three sections here. So like criticism from friends, (laughs) from the, you know, friends and family, from public and community, and also people in business. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. You were like, don't just tell me who's criticized you in general. Specify it out. Like literally break it down. Yes. Well, Honestly, I think they are different as well because the criticism that like the public will be different from your friends and family and then more so just in general people in the actual business instead of just like trolls or haters, Mm -hmm. you know? I completely agree. And you know what? The thing about me is I keep receipts. She has her hat, her phone in her hand, and she is ready. Let me tell you about criticism. <laughs> so I start GTI, March 2020, 13th of March, I think, actually. I put a story up of my, like, post that I make, which says it's like a, it's an Instagram post back for when, like, girls that invest Instagram posts were, like, really bad and looked like Canva vomited on them. Mm-hmm. And it was a post that said something like, you know, we need more money in the hands of women and we need more women investing. And it was like a Sally Krawcheck post, something like that. Sally Krawcheck is a very famous Wall Street investor. She's the founder of Alavest, which is like a female investing platform. And on the 6th of April, 2020, a friend of mine, (laughs) she gets receipts, sends me a man, obviously, because a woman would never do this to me, sends me a reply to my Instagram story because I put up the post of the Girls Invest post on my personal Instagram story. They go, is this yours? Mm -hmm. I say, yes, exclamation mark. They go, interesting, question Mm -hmm. mark. What was the inspo, question mark? I say, there's a huge gap in the market for women who want to invest but don't know where to start. This person says, I'm actually curious and want to get your idea. What's this gap? What's this gap? What's this gap? Girls that invest. I was like, you know what? Let me let me just maybe my friend's stupid. My ex-friend, sorry. I go, well, there's lots of people, e.g. YouTubers out there who are teaching investing to a millennial audience, but there isn't anything female focused and a lot of women hold back. I follow this podcast called Da Da Da, and they do content where they ask people what they do, how much they invest, how much do they earn. And whenever they ask people, like, you know, where do you invest? Women would always say, I love to get into investing, but I don't know where to start. There's nothing really targeting women and being like, hey, in a very non-jargony way, you should start here. Mm -hmm. My friend goes, wouldn't you say in this information age that gender has no role in accessing information in a developed world? Clearly he's a cis male. (laughs) Okay. All right. All right. All right. (laughs) 
No. <laughs> I go, okay. I don't think access is the problem at all. If anyone wanted, they're completely able to access information online. It's more that it comes off as intimidating because a lot of women have this misconception that finance and investing is just a thing that's not for them. Whereas if you present the same information in a way that appeals to them visually, in a way that makes them feel, hey, maybe I can understand this, they're more likely to access it. I think a good example is, and I give an example, there's a lot of financial advice out there, but this podcast focuses on young millennial women and has had so much of an impact on young women. I'm not saying it's right or wrong, but there's definitely an effect of, oh, this is a safe space to learn. And it just gets more women out of their comfort zone to learn something in a way that is packed in a pretty non-jargony way. Mm-hmm. They go, based on what though? I understand if you ask anyone over the age of 30 who's lived blah, 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 demographic, <sighs> blah, blah, blah. I agree 100% that it's daunting to learn, but I just want to know what's the difference between a young man and a young woman. A lot of companies got rid of the jargon, but people need to accept that finance is jargon heavy. There is no other word for PE oh ratio, E of T, PAE, etc. Also, my initial statement about young versus older woman isn't my view. It's Sally Krawchick's, the person he like says. Anyway, I explain more. He's like, look, don't get me wrong. I don't have an agenda. It's not like, oh, I actually like what you're doing and I have no intention to bring you down for it. But I have to ask you a question because I give him a study where I say, you know, a New Zealand study found that 42% of men feel like they know about investing, whereas only 22% of women do. He goes, I know the study. It's widely agreed to be flawed because there was no base for which they deemed knowledgeable by someone. Too subjective. The numbers mean nothing. Oh my gosh. Number two, women are smarter for not jumping into investing. And then number three, and what investing are we talking about? Classic ETFs, index funds, or dividend growth stocks, or company equity? Oh, Dude. This was a good friend of mine. No longer. No longer. <laughs> and to this day, my like some of my close friends and I, every now and again, like when the book comes out <laughs> or a milestone gets hit, we're like, should we send them the book? Mm, I wonder where the where the gap is. I wonder where this exact business is needed. I I just I I, I don't know. I don't know. It keeps going and it keeps going. I wish that was when it stopped. And they were like, oh, and you're going to teach? Mind you, I have not spoken to this person for like a year and a half. So I don't know what they think they know. But they're like, oh, you're going to teach this stuff? And I'm like, yeah, it's me. It's like my brand. And they're like, oh, is that like, are you qualified to be talking about this? And I was like, I'm sharing (laughs) education. I also went and studied financial markets through Yale. Like, I know what I am talking about, sir. But it just... In that moment, I'd only run this page for maybe three weeks. I could have been like, wow, someone I like cared for and respected as a friend and who's intelligent thinks that I'm doing something weird or wrong or that woman shouldn't mm. be investing. Or it's not needed because simply he just did not understand. Like what kind of investing? Why? What's the gap? <laughs> But I knew deep in my heart that what I was doing was needed in the world. And I am so glad Mm -hmm. that I did not listen to that kind of criticism. And I think criticism falls into two categories and it will always fall into two categories for me. There is criticism, which is constructive. And that person truly wants to help you because they can just look at what you're doing and be like, that's messed up and they're going to fail. Or they can look at what you're doing and go, hey, You did something here that you could have done differently. And if you do it this other way, it's actually going to get you further along and you're going to succeed faster. 
And I am so for criticism that helps my company grow or helps me grow. Mm. I love criticism and I didn't used to. I used to be very defensive. But now I'm like, okay, yes, give it to me. Like when I told one of my best friends about Girls That Invest, she was like, that's a cool idea. What would make it different from anything else out there that lets people learn how to invest? And that was constructive criticism because she was helping Mm. me figure out what is my point of difference that I can just tell someone in a sentence and be like, we're girls that invest. And the reason why we're different is we focus on women and minorities to learn how to break down investing and no one else is doing that. Mm. And we lean into the girliness and we lean into pop culture. And in the same sentence, we're going to say how much we enjoy Love Island. And also we're going to talk about Nike shares. Like it's the same playing field for us. The second kind of criticism is like, the first guy. He was just messaging to hear his own voice. He was not there to actually genuinely ask you, like, what is this about? I want to learn more. From my perspective, it was just about him telling you all of the reasons why it's not needed because he specifically doesn't need to know any of this. And also, like, the confidence of someone who is not your target market to tell you why your product doesn't <laughs> yes. exist. Like, I don't go to, like, I don't know, a, a men's, like, sports betting website and be like, why would this exist? This is a bad idea. Yeah. I don't turn up to, like, those like the sports drafts where they like come together and they like make little teams online oh yes yes fantasy football I don't go up to my friends that play fantasy football (laughs) or like the guy that invented fantasy football and was like I don't even watch sports why would I like put together a team and bet real money like that's stupid who would do that I'm not the target market I have the respect to know that I know nothing about this and maybe the target market might actually enjoy it, but the audacity for someone to mm. literally be like, why do women need this? And for a woman to explain it and be like, no. <laughs> well, him to continue to push on and you sent him a study and things like that, I just, yeah. So you just tried to explain it to him. He didn't get it. And then you just stopped talking to him. I unfriended him. Yeah. So when you're met with that type of criticism, you just delete it, block them. I don't need to be your friend. I think at the start, it's worth like taking on, like just engaging in all criticism at the beginning, because you might actually be wrong. And I always believe like if one person says I've done something and it feels too left field, I'm like, now probably not. If like two or three people come to me with the same criticism, I'm like, okay, there's something here. I do need to work on it. Like I am Mm. not above getting things wrong. And I will be the first to admit, like, I want to make it very clear. I am so far from perfect. I'm actually quite messy and I will work on it. And I will always try to learn and I will try to figure it out. But I would hate if I came across like I was perfect and that I was above learning something. So that was my friend and Mm. family one. But I'll give quicker ones for the next two. What was the other one? Public slash community. So people on the internet and then people in the same business as you. I even had one today. So today... We had a planning session yesterday where we were like, you know what, we really want to make the investing news that we share on Girls That Invest perform better because the investing news that we share, like, hey, Tesla shares dropped off 4% because of like, you know, this or 
Nike shares jumped up 2% because the CEO made these implemented changes. Those posts do really poorly in engagement, but we want people to learn and be aware of them. And we want them to show up on people's news feeds so they even see them in the first place. So we trialed a new system, a new post today. Today's the 8th of Feb. So if you want, you can actually scroll back and look for this. And it was one of those news feed posts where you've got like the photo of the person down the bottom in white text, like big, bold text, you have the news headline. And so we did it for a post that was like about Taylor Swift because Taylor Swift's lawyers were threatening to sue someone who was posting her jet travel. And it was meant to be like a ethical money dilemma. Like, should she have this privacy? It is technically like public information. Also the conversation about like, billionaires and their carbon emission comes up like it's just an interesting Mm -hmm. conversation but we had a few people message us and say hey this kind of came across a bit clickbaity and how does it really relate to money Mm. and how am I really learning how to invest from here and I was like that's really interesting and some people were like we want more breaking news like please give us more other people were like this is fantastic but I had enough people message me and say I just didn't like the vibe of this and the quality of this content kind of feels a bit off. And I found that to be really helpful because in hindsight, yeah, they're right. It can come across clickbaity. That may not be our intention, but we should have probably done something a little bit more black and white in the investing news and not so pop culture and so kind of like, what is the ethical moral dilemma? Like Mm, you see the improvements that you can make. Yes. So the caption we made for this was the information is public data like Taylor Swift's flights, which begs the question, should this college kid really be sued? And I can see how it sounds like we're giving our statement or our opinion or our view on it. And we should have been a little bit more unbiased. Like, do you think this is something that should or shouldn't go to court? Like just something a little bit more neutral because that is where we stand. Mm -hmm. And You know, a couple of days ago, we made a Taylor Swift post and we've only talked about Taylor Swift three times in the last six months. But because the second one was only a couple of days ago, it kind of looks like we're doing too much pop culture and less money content. For business owners, every transaction is more than just a swipe of the card. It's the culmination of your hard work, dedication, and commitment to your customers. That's why I'm excited to share with you a game-changing solution that's simplifying the way businesses like yours accept payments. Introducing Tap to Pay on iPhone, powered by Stripe. Contactless payments has never been easier. You can seamlessly accept contactless payments directly from your iPhone. And the best part, there's no additional hardware required. Think about it. From local pop-ups to global retailers, tap to pay on iPhone and Stripe cater to businesses of all sizes, empowering them to accept payments right from their iPhones. It's a game changer for businesses looking to scale quickly and stay flexible with quick setup that takes minutes, not days. So how can tap to pay on iPhone and Stripe benefit your business? It's simple. Increased revenue, expanded reach and enhanced customer experience. It's a win, win, win. To learn more about how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can transform your business, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone today. Ah, uh, you know what? I actually thought I was like, there's a lot of Taylor Swift content. Like, 
when I saw that post, but that's also because just in general, there's a lot of Taylor Swift content on a lot of other platforms as well. I mean, and because the Grammys just happened and because she's on tour and she just announced a new album. So maybe that's actually more of it. But yeah, that's very interesting. But yeah, so that was like criticism. That was really helpful because now as a brand, it got hugely successful in terms of engagement. So now we know like that Mm. style of post will do well, but we'll use it for more like helpful news content. So overall criticism from a community, I think is fantastic. Like, I love it. Like, we will always actively ask for criticism from our community. Like, we will always put up little stories or posts and be like, hey, how did you find the podcast this year? What did you enjoy? What can we do better? Hey, how did you find the social content? What did you enjoy? What what can we do better? Even after every single investing masterclass week, because we do six weeks, after every single week, I have a box at the end of the video where I'm like, hey, What can I do better for you for next week's video? And someone can say something as little as you move your like mouse too much when you're talking and the next week I will change that. Or you touch your hair too much when you're explaining things. And I'm like, I do do that. And I do that when I'm nervous sometimes. So I'm going to sit on my hands when I'm nervous. And there can be big things like, hey, this week was a little bit too wordy. Can you like have less words on the slide and maybe more pictures? I'm a visual person. And I change that. Like I love criticism and feedback because it lets me improve. And I would much rather be with someone that tells me what I'm doing wrong so I can do it better than someone that's like, oh, this is really bad and I'm not even going to tell her. I'm just going to leave the community. Mm. And so, Sim, how do you differentiate from constructive criticism? I think people will be able to identify who trolls are and who haters are, but how can, I guess, people identify easier between constructive criticism that will benefit their business and just criticism from people like the example of your friend where they're just kind of just talking to kind of for the sake of it where it's not helpful for your business or productivity. I don't think it comes from, I don't even think you can pick it up in the first message, the initial conversation. I think it's from when you continue conversing and if you feel like it's going nowhere versus if you feel like you're actually moving the needle a little bit like if I came up to you and I was like hey Maya I love what you're doing with well-being with Maya by the way I just wanted to mention that you sometimes post like four times in one week and then you don't post for four weeks and then I miss it and I kind of want to see more of it that could be constructive or it could be unconstructive but you wouldn't really know Because if you were like, oh, yeah, I've been quite like busy with work and stuff, but I'll get to it. If I said something helpful that could solve my issue, my issue is I want you to post more. If I was like, oh, I get it. I found it really helpful to have like a content calendar or I found it really interesting. I heard someone like will bulk record everything on the start of a month and then just slowly release everything. Like if I'm giving you information that is going to actually help you achieve the goal that is bothering me. If I'm like, hey, you're doing this that bothers me and this is actually how you can do it better. That's helpful. Like someone might send me a message and be like, hey, Sim, you covered a company 
And I don't think you realized, but like the CEO of that company is extremely racist. And I'm like, oh my God, I did not know that. Like, that's horrible. And then they go, yeah, you probably didn't realize. Here's an article that I'm going out of my way to send you about it. Like, I didn't realize either, but like, it's a probably a good read for you to have. Like that person has picked up something I've done wrong and then given me something to help me improve. Mm, okay. Versus if I was like, yeah, Maya, like, you need to post more consistently because you don't. And it's like, do better. Like, how do you expect me to be a loyal person in your community if you don't make time, like you clearly don't take it seriously? And you're like, hey, I'm really sorry, I'll try. And you're like, yeah, like try harder, full stop. Yeah, that's not good <laughs> enough. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that's good. I do have one more part, I sim. One more question is how do you learn not to take it personally? Because I, I know constructive criticism can be good and is a positive thing and helps you to improve on things like you previously mentioned. But I think in the first instance, especially if you're already a little bit nervous to put yourself out there and you kind of wrap yourself up in your business, I can see how it would be difficult not to differentiate that from people saying, your content sucks, like you aren't doing a good job versus like, please just post more, <laughs> like, you know, that kind of thing. So how have you learned to not take things personally? How do you not take things personally? I mean, delusion helps. That's always a start. Like just being like, like this person, like I am not my business and I am not my productivity and I am the sum of my actions but I'm also a human and I am willing to get things wrong, but damn, I will like definitely quickly learn from them. And that's okay. Like, I'm okay with that. That's how healthy, normal people get treated and we behave. We always have good intentions and 99% of the time we will get it right. And 1% of the time, or maybe two, maybe even five on a bad week, <laughs> we get it wrong. And as soon as someone brings up, hey, I think this was really like, bad of you or wrong of you or they come with a lot of aggression it obviously is hard not to take it personally I think I definitely used to when I was younger before girls that invest though I had a company called the Indian feminist so I grew thick skin very quickly I had death threats like if you tell me that my eyebrows sit a little bit too high on my forehead on a girls that invest reel that doesn't hurt because I used to get death threats when I was like 16 <laughs> okay just I think that taking yourself out of the business, your your business is a different entity. Girls That Invest is a different entity to Simran. Absolutely. And so it's not a criticism of you and the person that you are and the values that you have. It's just, it's your business yeah. and it is separate. It is a criticism of your business. Your business is not you. Your business will learn the same way you will learn. And your business is not above making mistakes but the fact that someone is so kind enough to take time out of their day and share something that could improve your business every piece of criticism is an opportunity to like fine-tune your product or services and eventually if you get enough and you're constantly making it better you know at the end of the year you're gonna have a better business solely from the fact that people told you things and you're like oh yeah maybe I could do that better like you know what? You're right. I do do that. Like even little things that I didn't think were important. And people used to say to me, hey, 
you know, you upload videos from TikTok onto Instagram and you keep the watermark and it's kind of annoying. I didn't think that was a big deal, but enough people said it that I was like, yeah, you're right. I should just use this like converter. And people would even send me a link and be like, this is the link for the converter. You just put your TikTok video into this converter, it gets rid of the watermark and then you can upload it onto Instagram and you don't have that annoying little TikTok symbol. Took two minutes to do and now the content looks cleaner. Thank you. I would have been making that same mistake because I didn't realize it was an issue. Oh, those were very helpful. Sam, thank you. Thank you for pulling out receipts. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I also forgot to mention, you did ask my last one, the third type of um, criticism oh, yes. I got from the industry. Yes. At the start, I don't even know if it was criticism, but I've had like two camps. Either people are like, thank God, like young energy, fresh blood, women talking about investing in finances. You've made someone at like a big bank in New Zealand, like the bank themselves had a meeting and someone told me that this had happened in the board meeting. They were like, this is so great. They're making finances cool again. <laughs> and I just love that. But I love that. Just a board meeting of people that probably don't look like us or sound like us being like, this is awesome. And then every now and again, you know, I meet someone who maybe has been in the industry a little bit longer and is like, oh, you know, yes, you like have studied finance, but you never really were someone that advised on investing. So should you really be advising people what to do? And I'm like, that's fair. I can see the concern around that. But you know, people aren't stupid. We only talk about evidence-based work because that's the backgrounds that we have. Everything we do is science-backed, evidence-based research. Like I'll pull out any paper that you need me to, but also people are smart. Like if we were giving wrong information or if we were doing things that were getting people in trouble or were bad or were scammy, I don't think we would have had the growth that we have had or we would have been called out for it or someone would have complained. Like there's so many different steps involved. And there was a little bit of that, I would imagine. No one said it directly, but it was kind of like hinted. Like, oh, that's so awesome that you have girls that invest. But weren't you an eye doctor? (laughs) And I'm like, I was. (laughs) That's fair. Like I've never said anything else. It's not like hey, I've never said I was a financial advisor and all my clients came to me with this issue and this is advice that you should take and I know everything about money. Like I used to share when my net worth was $8,000 at the start of GTI and I would do like a monthly update of net worth. Like it is all still there. And why it didn't get to me, I guess in the kindest way possible, what we're doing is actually working. And it's helping people and it's changing lives. And what you've done, I don't know. I'm looking at your Instagram. I'm looking at the (laughs) messages you're making. It's not changing the world. Not saying we are, but something's happening positively from our work. So you can criticize it. But the proof is in the pudding. Like you are helping to empower wahine women across the world to take empowering them with putia with money girls that invest was listened to last year in 192 countries we're doing something right (laughs) that's insane and exactly it's just kind of so you're saying reflecting on the actual mahi the work that you are doing and letting that kind of speak for it all that to say 
I hope this episode has been helpful. I could talk about criticism all day because I've had such a journey with it. I used to hate it. I used to take it really personally. I was very defensive in my personal life and in my professional life. But as soon as I took that shift from criticism is here to hurt me to, wow, that's so nice that someone is taking like five minutes out of their day to help me by sharing with me something that I can do better. That's improved my business. Like, thank you for mentioning that I am like, you know, dropping out in this, or thank you for mentioning that the page is going to shit. Now I can fix it and like figure it out. You know, like, thank you for telling me that the audio quality sucks. I can start to save up to buy a better microphone. Like it's so helpful. And the difference between, is it constructive criticism or are people just being mean for the sake of being mean? You can't tell at the start of the message, it's how they continue. Are they here for you and them to reach the same goal, which is to make things better? Or do they just want to be mad at you or play devil's advocate for the sake of it? Those are the ways that you can tell. And I hope now that when someone criticizes your business, you just like beam with excitement because you're like, yes, like I'm going to get better. Mm, That's an awesome way to look at it. And that's how I will adapt my perspective on criticism as well. Perfect. Does that mean I can criticize you? Constructively. (laughs) Oh, that's so sweet. (laughs) You were like, back off, woman. (laughs) Only constructively. No haters, of course. (laughs) No haters, of course. If you've enjoyed this episode, please, as always, you know the drill, take a screenshot, put it on your Instagram story, tag girls that invest or send it to someone that doesn't take constructive criticism well because they would love a podcast episode about it. It helps us grow the channel. It helps us explain to other people how to grow their businesses, how to grow wealth, how to save, how to invest. And at the end of the day, just helps create a more financially free world. And what more can we want? All right. Till next time, Maya. Kakite. Bye. Bye. And as always, to finish off with the disclaimer. Girls That Invest does not provide personalized investing advice for your individual needs. We are not financial advisors. The advice from Girls That Invest exists for educational purposes only and should not be relied upon to make an investment or financial decision. Advice from Girls That Invest is general in nature and does not consider your individual circumstances. Always do your research and please do your due diligence.